0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Mikey, where are you? Hi, you can't see me. My invisibility cloak is on. Oh, Mikey, stop drawing pentagrams on all the doors. The Cavern of Sorrow!
1: It's the fantasy game that's sweeping the country, The Cavern of Sorrow. Learn about our exciting history and have fun, too. I'm a holy warrior on a quest.
0: I'll kill you if you don't believe like I do. You can't beat me, stupid. I'm invisible. I got invisibility seeing glasses, dumbass. Lodzad the wizard gave them to me. Remember our adventure at Gash Canyon?
1: The Cavern of Sorrow. Gather ye friends and embark on historical adventures.
0: I'll cut your head off with my sword. Oh, no, you won't, I have. Metal neck given to me by Gorath the Backdoor. I got him when we traveled
1: to the nether regions of Gorthbeck. There I had eight wives, 47 kids, and other concerns. The Cavern of Sorrow! It's not just a game, it's a secret
0: society of special friends. Will you find the Cavern of Sorrow, or will it find
1: you? The Cavern of Sorrow. Shut up and sit sit down. down.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 345, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived, the Persona 5 fanatic. I said we are going to stop talking about it, but we're not going to stop talking about it, Eric. I'm going to put the little worm in both of our heads, so the whole time we're doing the show, we'll just be thinking about Persona 5. But I'm still pumped for the show, because I'll be thinking about Persona 5, but also because with me, as always, I mentioned him already, it's the Lightbearer, the Lightbringer, the Lightbearer, the Beastmaster, Third Shift. It's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was. Hey, Eric, how was your week?
1: I will tell you about my week, but i also tell you, Matt, yes, Persona never leaves my mind because I got Kawakami sitting here. She's hanging right here. And then right behind me to my left, I've got Joker and Morgana just hanging out, chilling, living the good life. They're always right by me, Matt. They never leave.
0: I love how you put your, your finger up and the finger disappeared, but Joker and Morgana appeared. And Persona 5 never leaves my life either because Takemi is over there. <laughs> She's in in the kitchen.
1: In the kitchen, yep. <laughs>
0: Not like that, but she is in the kitchen. <laughs> We're also the the the, uh, the magnets of the little dungeons. Done oh, up. I know. You've, you've seen mm-hmm. those, yeah. Those are all there too. Oh, so boy. Fantastic. Oh, and, yeah. Takemi's literally right there behind me. The, yep. the little right there, uh, there she is. Yeah, there well, she it's is. It's the special yep. thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: There it is. Yeah. Yep. Persona Five. Me and Matt, we love it. We want to play it again. We've been getting the itch. We're gonna keep on trying not to play it again because we have too many real games to play. And of course, Matt said, "Hey, what you been doing?" So I'll jump into it. What I have been doing is camping. I took my camper out. I got it all cleaned up. I got it all ready to go. And me and the boys, we went out to Kalamazoo and we camped out. We drank beers over a fire. We had pizza delivered for an egregious amount of money. It was fantastic. (laughs) The pizza was pretty good. And, of course, as people drink more beers, they've decided to get more skeptical of said pizza and said the oregano was too strong and that only the buffalo chicken one was the bestest of them. I still enjoyed the hell out of that pizza. It was good. I had a good time with it. And, of course, hanging out with the buddies. What a good time. And, on top of it all, I was able to get my camper all cleaned up, prepped up, so now I'm ready for the family to jump in and we can start our adventures this summer with the old camping, which we always do because we we enjoy the hell out of it. So that's what happened in that regard. And then over that same weekend, we had recitals, rehearsals. Uh, my wife, she handles most of the rehearsal stuff. I only end up getting, you know, pulled into the actual recital to sit down and watch. Not a big deal. I love watching them dance. And some of those dances are actually really fantastic. It's really, it's really Really, really cool. However, this year, they do it in this uh, high school's auditorium. And I guess they decided for some reason that they didn't want to turn the AC on this year. So, it was about 112 degrees or so inside this auditorium full of human beings. And the, the stage is going. Dances are going. Everything's going. And if you don't know, I run hot. I run hot all the time. And I was in here focused, Matt, focused, trying to watch this without puking, pooping, etc., having all sorts of problems. And it was made worse because on my left, my father-in-law was sitting there, not a big deal, right? Except he decided that the right armchair, the right armrest, you know, was his. So he'd put all of his weight up on that right side. So I had to tuck my left arm into my body. Then on the right of me was some random lady, female, I don't know who. She decided that the left armrest was hers. So I had to tuck my right arm into my body. And so I sat here for two hours with my hands and arms tucked inside of me. About 120 degrees. Can't move. Fighting off the urge to puke and go to the bathroom and watch this show. Because I'm overheating, obviously.
0: Now, here's a question that it's just a it's a rhetorical question, I guess, and maybe you can answer it because maybe you're one of those people, and maybe I'm not because I'm a bigger dude. But uh, I never use armrests anywhere I go. So when we always hear people like on Twitter, oh, I fight the guy for the armrest on the airplane. I never, I never use them. I just, I usually sit with my hand with my arms folded or my hands like. Just on my legs, I'm never like, you know, armrest McGee. But everybody who's next to me, other than mom, like everybody who sits on this side over here, they're always armrest McGoo and they're just, they're always flopping in on me. Flopping in.
1: Yeah. They're flopping in.
0: They're flopping in to my space. The, The one at the event I'm going to talk about was an old lady who was, I think she was this big around, like the most skinny lady I've ever seen. And she was armrest McGillicuddy. Like, excuse me, madam. You have you could fit three of you in the seat. What are you doing over here? Why
1: are you Stop Still it? in my area. I
0: mean, I mean, I'm not going to use it because I don't care. But you're like on it and then floppity over. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I'm not an armrest guy, but I like to put my elbows touching the armrest.
0: Yes. So okay. There's. I, that, I will yeah.
1: rest them on the corner or side of the set armrest.
0: You kind of use like a quarter to a third of the armrest. Yes. Rest. Just. With the tips, yeah, And yeah.
1: with Brian, it's not a big deal. He's, you know, family or whatever. He's family, it's whatever, yeah. But with the gal on the right, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm just, you know, because, like I said, they're way over, like, way over, yeah. And I'm like, okay, no, right. and then so I'm going to tuck, 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 further, further, further. Oh, God.
0: And regardless if you're an armrest person or not, if I'm sitting next to somebody I don't know, I'm not going right up. On the available space, mm-hmm. I have all the available space. You, I don't know you. We're gonna, we're gonna share it. We're gonna go halfsies, oh, except nobody ever goes halfsies for me. Mm-mm. They always take holesies. Take holesies. And then I have to do yeah. the, I have to do like the, the hold the elbow with mm-hmm. the with the hand. Yes. Like uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was in the preacher mode. I had, I had clasped my <laughs> hands together like this, and so I looked like I was praying a whole bunch of the time. I'm praying my children do well. Please don't let me barf and poop yes. because of the hotness. And I was like, well, you could have just run to the restroom quick. I'm like, yeah, but then I would have never come sat back down. Yeah. I would have stayed up at the top, standing there you know, at the yeah. entrance. stand
0: just inside the door, get a breeze going. Nah, ah. and you'd
1: have wondered where I was. i like, oh, I, I watched. I was there. you know. I enjoyed. But the girls would have never saw me because they'd have been looking for us because we always sit in the same spots for the most part. And they never saw me. And then, were like, oh, daddy didn't watch us. And it's like, no, I did. I was just... Just back in the shadows. That's all. It's fine. Don't worry about it, Daddy, Daddy. Daddy just need to be away from there. But we got through. We did it. and It was fun. A couple of really good dances. One of them was like to the Master of Puppets, the orchestrated version. Really good performance. It's surprising, you know what what they can actually put on after you know a few years of training and getting things going. It's it's really cool. So we did that. Had a good time. the The girls got what they you know the, the meal they wanted out of it. They got the flowers. And now it's over and soccer season has begun. So that's that. And then on the gaming front, we did Hogwarts Legacy. Keep pushing through there. I've gotten distracted with side missions again. I feel like there's a few of them I just have to do. It uh, kind of just pertains to like your side characters and stuff like that. So I'm focusing on that right now. Uh, enjoying them. I think I'm marching through them pretty well. Hopefully this weekend I'm going to close the book on Hogwarts Legacy. And then lastly but not the least i told matt a little bit about this wild hearts been in there playing me and shay had the session finally beat that wolf I already told you about in this whole new thing where all the monsters got advanced I already told you about and we went, all right well you know what free to play go go ahead and go wild do whatever you want I went, all right that's cool so i got on i said you know what what do i need to upgrade this katana here well, I need uh, a few beaks and then some other stuff, you know, some sp- whatever. So I went and started hunting monsters, you know, the new ones. Having a blast, having a good time, instantly matched up, no problems whatsoever. Got all I needed but the beaks, the beaks. And I went, geez, oh Pete, I just need these dang beaks. So I started hunting chicken after chicken. They're called dread claws, but they're big, gigantic roosters. They're big old chickens. And I didn't get the beaks. It was like nine times. To get a beak. One beak. It was insanity. Why do I got to fight nine chickens to get one beak? It, It drove me crazy. I just kept going fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. I am a god at these chickens now, man. I can fight these chickens in my sleep. See, I'm just saying this
0: seems like your favorite type of thing. You like to farm over and over and over and over to get the the exact perfect thing you need. Well, in this case it was just well, did. one chicken beak. So you <laughs> you did it. You,
1: it, it, you the whole was there. You did it perfectly. I did I did it perfectly <laughs> and I and I enjoyed it. But for God's sakes, not 9 times to give me the beak. Come on, man. You know, give me a little bit of something. Give me give me a beak after the second or third one. But it took, like, nine times to get this damn big. I got it, though. And then, of course, you know, to reward me, the last time I did it, I ended up uh, doing, like, a dually. So I did the Chicken Man, and I did a Spine Glider. And then, of course, I just happened to get whatever it was I needed to get not only the new Katana but the chest piece. So I got a double upgrade. And, of course, I told Matt, and I'll tell you all, before that, I was getting enough to get, like, two of the other pieces so in the armor categories, so boom, 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 now I've got three of the armor pieces I wanted and the katana upgrade, so I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty strong, I'm feeling pretty good, I can't wait to get on there and, you know, do a whole full session again, and maybe go against the the big baddie that's currently, you know, what we're building towards by going back and doing the upgraded versions of all the, the baddies, but still loving this game, still having such a great time with it, I'm just amazed every time, I, like, how how good it does look, and how fast and smooth it feels, and how intuitive using your little caricoles—I—I—I k- k- will I, I, never get the name right—but using your little building, you know, stuff and your little traversal materials, it's very fluid, and I love it. I just love this game. I really hope that it uh, has legs like Monster Hunter and sticks around. Because don't get me wrong, I love Monster Hunter; and I'll play it too, but. This would be it's a perfect combo. Two games that can bounce off one another. When the one's got the big one out, the other one is brewing. And then when that one brew, you know, pops out, this one's brewing. You know what I mean? If they can go back and forth like that, I think these two games, these two, you know, franchises have well, Monster Hunter has long, you know, legs, but you know what I'm saying? They'll both last forever and they'll both be great options to play. So can't say it enough. Come on, folks. Come join me over in uh, Wild Hearts. You know, everybody out there listening, and Matt, you know, you should join too. You're going to love it. That's all my week's been, though. What about you, buddy? Well,
0: I did this thing called uh, camping with my buddies. A friend of mine shined up his camper real good, and we all piled in and had a great time, and we bought expensive pizza. Oh, uh, you guys already heard about this already? What are you talking yeah, about? Man. But it was a good. it was a good time. It was a lot of fun, and it's always good to just get away with the fellas, even if, you know, sometimes... This person drops out or this night doesn't go exactly as it is. But you know what? You're still out with all your boys having a great time. So, overall, 100% win. The very next day, (laughs) so we got home had to crash and nap for four hours or something because of exhaustion. That night, went to the Lansing Symphony Orchestra for the Harry Potter concert, got an armrest stolen away from me, as I've discussed. And here's another thing I'm going to discuss. I'm not going to turn into the guy who just complains about people every single week on on the weekly thing, but the lady who stole the armrest. Also, I've noticed people do this thing. And like, you know, I'll sit in a chair and I'll watch a show. Theater, musicals, symphony, whatever. And occasionally, you know, I need to like... Kind of reshuffle that quarter stand and shuffle yourself back and, ah, okay. Ah. But I've noticed people more and more, for absolutely no reason whatsoever that I can tell, they'll lean forward a little bit and then, like, slam into the back of their chair. That's what this lady was doing, too. Like, every 20, 30 minutes. And I've sat next to a bunch of people, not just this one lady. They'll, like, they usually go, and then, like, wow. And those are hardback chairs, not lo- not a rolly chair like this. I can't even accurately. It's like, <laughs> you didn't move your you know, your backside, like shift it in. You just went, wham, what is this thing? What is going on with the, with the human race? Are they trying to burp themselves? <laughs> I don't know. Very strange. But the concert was fantastic, phenomenal. Obviously, I don't know any of the Harry Potter music other than like the main theme, because I've seen it in commercials for hundreds of years. But it was great. Awesome music, a great time. Some unexpected, like, different types of music in there. Like, they, they did big selections from the first three or four movies, and then, like, kind of compilations from the others. And in one of them, there's, like, some jazzy song. And I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh. grooving and moving. And then in one of the Fantastic Beasts ones, because he did a medley from that, there was some part where there was a, like a, a really raunchy horn, like, wah, 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 wah. And I went, oh, sign me up for more of that. What's happening? Oh, it's it's a different scene now. Okay, okay, here we go. But, I mean, everybody who knows the movies, I'm sure, knows it's great music. Most of it's composed by John Williams and then other awesome composers on top of that after him. So... A great time at the Lansing Symphony Orchestra. And then what have I have I, bleh, and then what have I been doing on the video game front? Been playing like a Dragonesian. And the last two times you know, I've talked about it at least on the whatcha playing, maybe on here. The last two sessions I've had, I didn't save like right before the chapter break, so I can actually play for like Two three hours, and then I hit a chapter break, and I'm like, my brain's already saying to get up and go. So this is perfect. It's happened like two or three times in a row. I get a nice big chunk of gameplay and story and all the good stuff. So I'm having a ton of fun with that. I don't think I'm even like remotely close to the end of it. I'm maybe like a third of the way, halfway through, maybe just based on the kind of stuff that's going on. But I'm finishing up bond quests. I'm finishing up sub stories that have been going on for a long time. So. At some point, it'll just become story pretty soon, but still a great game, loving it. Then on the 3DS, Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, I play it before work and at lunch. Oh, man, it's getting so good, too. Like, it was kind of pretty simple, you know, time travel, this and that, binary choices, but I just got one timeline down where stuff is starting to go down, like sacrifices and death and death and depression and despair there was a beautiful moment and i won't spoil what happens but you know your main character stock he's he goes through the white chronicle he knows where there's like nodes he can jump to and this big thing happened and he goes god damn it why isn't there a node here i have to be able to fix this i have to find a way to make this right but you can't at least at this point so it's like, God damn it, I swear I'm gonna find a way to fix this. I swear to you, me, and everybody that I'll find a way. But now the story has gone further down the road. Now I'm in a whole different area doing a whole different thing. But I felt it in that moment. The voice acting was good and the the scene was powerful. And I went, yeah, this is this is what everybody was saying about how good it is. And it is. And I can't wait now, you know, for 10, 20 hours later, however long it is, when I've almost forgotten about that thing, when I can finally circle the wagons and come back and save that character and go, yes, and pump my fist and go, yeah. But just awesome. Having a lot of fun with that. And the other game I'm having a lot of fun with that I, I just can't stop playing in all my free time. Like I get home and I should play my PS5, but instead I get my Steam Deck out literally as soon as I get home and I go play Marvel's Midnight Suns. Because that game is so much fun. Like I've already said, you know, kind of doing the Abby stuff, talking to the characters. They're all kind of goofy. They're kind of dorky. But it's all like a friendly vibe. But the combat, man, it's so good and so tactical and so much fun. And I'm unlocking so many different cards and upgrading the cards for the different characters. Now, like, my Captain Marvel is ten times more effective than she was when she first started. I just unlocked this thing called the threat room where you open up a gate to limbo and you fight a bunch of bad dudes once a day, each hero can do it and you just go in solo and there's like 15 of them out on the field. And then they refresh after each round just to get some experience. And, and it says to try out new abilities, but okay, well, you know, it doesn't give experience to the top level character. So I'm like, okay, well my, my hunter is level nine, but like ghost rider, he's level six. Dr. Strange is level six. Blade was level six. This Characters who kind of fall behind, even though you can do like an infinite amount of side missions and side activities. But okay, uh, Ghost Rider, let's give it a shot. I went in, didn't even make it. He got completely ruined. Oh well, this is gonna suck. But he did get one level. I'm like okay, well, I guess I better run Doctor Strange through it. I, I don't use him that much. I don't really like him because he doesn't have many strong attacks just on his own. He's kind of got a combo with this and that. And when he got. Two awesome characters and one who needs a needs some help, I just never use the stuff. Uh, I instantly ruined every single enemy as Doctor Strange, all three rounds. I think I got hit like twice, and I went ho oh, oh, ho, whoa, whoa, and granted the the setup is you know if you ko certain enemies. You get your card play back. If you KO other ones, you get to draw other cards. But it was just like, combo this with combo that. And use that to get my heroism up to combo with this to combo that. I was doing stuff for like 140-some damage just on one card of his. It was crazy. And then I was sitting here, just today, I went, okay, well, I guess I'll run Blade through it. That's probably going to suck, too. I'm not very good with Blade. Uh, I instantly just murdered everything. Just non-stop chaining attacks he has one that's called relentless and i it doesn't even say it on the card but i guess when you use it and it it's special ability triggers it just comes back into your hand and if you killed somebody with it in that specific area it just comes back over and over and over and over and over again oh my god it was so fun it's everything i love in deck builders and all this other kind of stuff plus with the marvel coating on top of it and just like the hanging out with your friends when you're not in battle oh my god that game is awesome I wanna give it more props because I mean I know I got good reviews when it came out, but one of the content creators I follow kind of poo-pooed it for like his 45 minute review. And I went, man, this needs this needs love because this is great. It's the combat, it's just mwah, chef's kiss McGee. But that's it for me this week. I wanna go play it right now. I wanna shut the podcast. Oh, the internet went out, Eric. I gotta go play Marvel's Midnight Suns right now.
1: So I have to play this game and I'll tell you what, that's a game I wanted to play too because the individuals I listen to have all said it was fantastic. But it's going to be one of those games that just completely whoosh, under the radar and disappears and that's unfortunate because it did look really awesome and i'd love to get to it but i'm so busy as i always tell you but maybe like you always do maybe that's when i just go by and then it's there and, and eventually i'll be bored there'll be some point where i'm bored or just don't care anymore about what i'm playing and I can go give it a shot so maybe i'll get on that but for now everybody if you're bored and you want a game to play and you want to check something really cool out, you've got Dead Island 2 out April 21st, and it's, of course, for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series S. It is published by Deep Silver, developed by Dan Buster Studios. Now, this game has been in a crisis for many, 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 many years. It's went through two other developers before finally being given to Damn Busters to finish up. And with that, Here we finally are. It has been released unto the world, and it looks awesome. If, if, mind you, you're into killing zombies, having a good time, over-the-top quests, ridiculous uh, melee combat, and, of course, a wonderfully bloody, brutal, visceral system of killing said zombies, is that something that interests you? Then this might be the game for you. All right, let me tell you you're going to go through a first-person perspective here, and you're going to choose from many different characters, okay? And what does does that mean? What does it matter? These characters all have kind of their own personalities, along with their own, like, strengths, weaknesses, skill sets. So you're going to want to pick what best suits how you want to play the game, and you are going to have to be careful because, as I said, this game is melee-heavy, not gun-heavy. So if a character's got low HP, that kind of thing you got to make sure you're aware of what their strengths are and utilize them. Otherwise, you will die a whole bunch if you just want to go in throwing a ratchet and hitting hitting those zombies and not paying attention to what you're actually supposed to be doing when you're using this particular character. So just be aware of that. That's something you need to think about. Make sure you read the characters' you know, strength, weaknesses, bios, all that good stuff before getting into Dead Island 2. And with that being said, you're going to come into this and you're going to L.A., which isn't an island, which everybody always talks about, but who cares? It doesn't really matter. It's not the point of the game. The point of the game is the fun, crazy, over-the-top premise of you being this insane person who's immune to the virus who comes in here and wants to just take these zombies out before they finally get, you know, knocked off or they win. And you're going to do just that. You're going to go in, you're going to murder a bunch of zombies, there's going to be a story for you, the story doesn't matter, the point of this is having fun. In fact, just so you're aware, it's like 24 main missions, and I've heard that you can actually complete them rather quickly if you just follow those main missions, but there are something like 33-ish side missions as well that you can go on and participate in and get all sorts of bonuses and extras and uh, and the stories that you get, the, the little characters and their little side jaunts. Some tests. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't played the game. Some say it's funny and fun. Some say, oh, the humor's not there, and I don't know why people thought this was funny. So I guess it just depends on what you find humorous when you're playing these types of games. If you're into the, uh, you know, kind of over-the-top, ridiculous humor, if you like that, might be right up your alley. If you don't, go check out some uh, gameplay and decide for yourself. But it's an easy game to explain. You want to rip zombies apart? You want a really cool system that takes every hack and slash you do and it rips off different chunks of this zombie's body, the flesh. You got organs spilling out. You can splatter brains across the wall. They've got different types of zombies you're going to come up against. You know, the you know the, your bruisers, your poison ones, your regulars, your ones that are on fire and running around crazily. It's got boss fights too to engage in. All of it here is at your disposal. If you played the original, I've been told that you will, if you enjoyed that one, you're going to definitely enjoy this one. If you're looking for something new, something vastly different or weird or unique, you will not get it with this game. You will be getting the original, but looking gorgeous, looking fantastic. And there will be callbacks to one. However, if you have never played that and you're like, oh, well, does this even makes sense. Yes, it will make sense. They explain what's going on and how it got to be here. Because it's like 10 years later uh, from the first one. But, if you have played the previous one, there are some callbacks. One of the main characters from Dead Island 1 does make a big name here, and you will get to see this individual. But, as I said, if you don't know anything about it, it doesn't matter. So, if you want a game right now where you get to explore, get collectibles, do side missions, murder zombies left and right with melee weapons and the occasional gun here and there, and, of course, on top of it all, take said melee weapons, Keep them in inventory if you really love them by getting them repaired and then on top of it, modding them so they have different uh, elemental attacks, electricity, fire, etc. Might be a game up your alley. I certainly want to check it out at the very least and maybe you do too. So go check out Dead Island 2 and tell me what you think if you end up playing it.
0: Another game you have to check out or rather two games that you have to check out. It's finally here. I mean, it's not here yet. It's here in two days recording this, but it's Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. It's finally here as of April 21st for the Nintendo Switch only. Developed, of course it's developed, by WayForward. Watch some trailers, watch some gameplay of this. If you can't tell this is a WayForward game just by that 2D animation, ooh boy, it looks so pretty, it looks so good. Published by Nintendo, of course. It's finally here. The remake from the ground up Of two of the best tactical strategy, however you want to call them games, there have ever been. Advance Wars 1 and 2 were, of course, originally on the Game Boy Advance and are beautiful moving armies across a map game. Capturing territory game, taking cities game, building up a giant wave of tanks and overrunning your opponent's type of game. And here, it's done up in the shiniest, in the most beautiful fashion. All the characters, they're fully 2D animated. They're also a little bit voice acted too. And they look phenomenal. It makes me so happy. To see all the Orange Star Generals, all the opposing COs too. They look incredible, like they just stepped out of the newest Saturday morning cartoon. You go into the -the on-the-map graphics. It's not pixel art. People have been complaining about that. I'm a little sad to see the pixel art go, just because it was so charming on the Game Boy Advance. But it is a nice, smooth, cartoony 3D look. These look like shiny new toys fresh out of the package as you're going through it. And what is Advance Wars, if you don't know... You take charge of the Orange Star Army, at least in Advance Wars 1. You can play with some other factions in Advance Wars 2. And you fight off attacks against your homeland, and you retaliate and move. But what you do is you have your little units on the map, and they're all kind of different types. You have infantrymen, you have mechanized infantry, you have tanks, you have artillery, you have helicopters. And each one of those kind of different factions or, or different types of units have strengths and weaknesses and different types in amongst themselves. So you have cargo helicopters, you have attack helicopters, you have long-range fighters, you have short-range fighters. And each of those is weak or strong against another one of all of those. So it's a, it's a beautiful puzzle of looking at what your enemies have, what you can build or what you have, because there's two different types of maps in both of these games. One where you can't build anything. you're just You have these units and these vehicles and that's it. So you gotta puzzle out where to go with this and how to do with that. And ones where you can take over bases that help you build more units. So if you're raking in the dough, you can just churn out tanks. Like I always say I like to do in real-time strategy games. Just build and build and build and off you go. But in those puzzle type ones, you gotta be strategic. You gotta know that if you put a tank here, it's gonna clog up here. So you can put your rockets behind it and take out the stuff behind it. But you gotta watch out for this guy because he's got an airship and he can swing around here. It's beautiful. It's tactical. It's magical. It can be very difficult, especially in the second game, a little bit more than the first one, where Black Hole comes in because they got all kinds of other stuff. And the other cool thing about this whole tactical thing is that your COs have unique abilities. And you can choose, in the first one, you can choose between your three Orange Star COs, and they each have their own ability, kind of like an ultimate. Over time, as you as you do more stuff, then you can unleash your ability. But you got to watch out. Because the enemy COs have abilities too. And yes, they can screw you over. And they, yes, they can ruin your day. But if you plan right and you plan accordingly, you know you're building up. So that means he's building up. So you got to weather his storm first and then you can hit him with yours. It's wonderful. I am so happy that this is finally out. I've been watching reviews and gameplay footage, and it just makes me smile every time, especially that signature way forward 2D animation the way the menus look, the way the characters look. It's not how my brain remembers them from back in the day, but it's how I would like my brain to remember them from back in the day. They look so lifelike and so happy and so charming and so cute and cool. And these games are... Just amazing. If you've never played Advance Wars, you owe it to yourself to pick this up. It's going to be the best version of those two games that you could possibly get. I really hope they continue on in this vein and remake Dual Strike. Maybe not the last one. got all dark and super serious. I don't want that one. But the, the next one, Dual Strike, remake that one in this style. I've heard basically nothing bad about this. The only thing I will say, and you can call me Hypocrite Jones if you want, this game does only run at 30 frames a second, but it's a top-down strategy game. Now, you're not actioning and swinging in, so don't say that I'm 2 faced McGee. But it's just a wonderful game. I can't wait for it to show up in the mail in two days' time as we're recording this so I can pop it in my Switch and have another big giant game, because it's actually two entire games in one, that I won't have time to finish and play. But I can't—you've I, heard me on this podcast. I have been waiting for this since, like— December of 2021, when it was first going to be released, and then it got pushed back, and then it got delayed indefinitely. I've been waiting for this for ages, and it's almost here. So I can't wait to play some Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Get in... Oh, oh, hey, I was going to say, get in on the boat with me, but you literally can, because this also has couch versus mode, and it's got online versus mode, and it's got a map editor. So even if you don't want to play literally against somebody, go play their cool map and download it and do all this other stuff... Oh boy, what a wonderful time to be alive! Advance Wars One
1: and Two reboot camp is finally here, baby. I'm so happy for you. Those are titles that I've looked at forever, want to play, but what I will, Matt, and I and I, we won't go on about it. But Metal Slug Tactics, come on, where yet, where yet? Okay, it's supposed to be this year, but we ain't heard a single word, and it makes me sad. I really hope that they uh, pull through and, and come out, but another primary hopes they don't. So it's one less game I don't have to buy this year.
0: No, I I have to go right from Advance Wars 1 and 2 into Metal Slug Tactics, or like in the middle, when I'll take a break between 1 and 2, then and then that'll the come out, oh, yeah. and I'll go, oh my god, so many units on a map, and tanks, and, and soldiers, oh my god.
1: It'll be absolutely fantastic. And of course, speaking of indie titles and smaller titles that have and have not come out, today was Nintendo's Indie World Showcase for April 2023. And they showcased quite a few games this time around that are going to be coming, of course, to the Nintendo Switch for you and I to play at our leisure. Now, before we go too deep, one of them I just want to talk about for a second is Brotato. All right, it was in the snippets. It was in the and These are just coming down the pipeline. And I don't know why, but it just struck me. I used to play Gradius. I used to play Life Force. You know, I, I love those types of games. I used to go to the arcade and play the, uh, the 1942 or used to play those games. I haven't played stuff like that, though, in ages. Ages. But when Brotato hit, and they showed the little thing of the bullet hell going up and around, I don't even know what the hell was happening, because I'm watching it on my phone, mind you, at my lunch hour, because, of course, the YouTube won't let me watch, because it wants the age verification, wouldn't let me log in. It's a whole story. But I'm looking at this, and I immediately know it's a bullet hell type game, and Brotato just sounds fun. And so I just want to make sure everybody's aware that this game exists, and it's slated for 2023, and it was in the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. So it's one title that I'm really looking forward to, and I can't wait to see more on it. Now, I know, unfortunately, I should have texted Matt, go watch this Nintendo Indie World, and then I didn't, though. I said, well, Matt will watch it. Matt's going to have seen it. So he's unfortunately coming in late to the game. He's probably seen a little bit of it, but not all of it. But in the little bit of time and a little bit of prep you did have, And the titles, at least the names you know of, was there anything that went, holy crap, this is exciting, and I cannot wait to try it out.
0: It's going right now, because I had to rewind and watch it again. I watched some of it right before we got on here, and as you were talking and rambling about, I don't even know what, because I was so focused in on Rift of the Necrodancer. I played Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I went, "Oh, this is just going to be a little sequel to that," and it is, but it's totally not. It's completely different. It's like a three a three line, at you rhythm game, and with all kinds of other stuff involved with it too. Like it looks like there's like some rhythm heaven type of mini games. Like you see her making a burger at one point. There's like a yoga class going on. But what excites me the most about this, and it's the thing that I literally saw first because I kind of skipped into the middle of it, is there's like a punch out style rhythm fighting game in here. I don't know if you like fight bosses at certain points, but there's literally someone going and attacking you via those three lines and you have to dodge and move and they show in here the character gets hit and you have these beautiful like almost like punch out on the Wii type of like hit animations where you sock the character and they're shaking their head and you get hit and like smashed up against the screen and back. It looks incredible. Like just that part of the game alone I would buy a hundred games just based on that because I mean I love punch out. It's a punch out system, it's coming in a rhythm type way. Everything about this looks amazing. The, I, I can't listen to the sound because I'm doing the podcast right now, but the graphics look incredible. It looks like a way forward type of game, but it's not. And just the God, just I'm gonna rewind it again just to look at that Punch-Out part again. What more can I say? It looks incredible. Go watch this and be amazed at how wonderful life is.
1: I just really love how it's a rhythm game, which typically aren't my jam, but it caught my attention. I even put it on my little list of things to just go check out some more of because, like you said, it had not only, like, that Punch-Out weird, cool little mini game, but it also had your typical, like, guitar hero-type stuff going on had some really other weird, like, like, chess piece thing action going on, where if you're not, like, rotating and hitting at the certain right points you're going to hit. I was like, this is really cool. It's really unique. It's like these rhythm games on rhythm games on rhythm games, and then it's all based around this really cool story, well, what presumed to be a really cool story. Yeah, it was definitely something off the map that I hadn't even been paying attention to, and obviously you are familiar with them, but I am not, and this was like, wow, really cool. So... With that being said, Blasphemous 2, Matt. All right. We had a buddy Shay who said Blasphemous is pretty cool. We should check it out. I never did. Never did. I even said it was cool because I remember checking out some original gameplay for it. Well, they just had a trailer for Blasphemous 2 hit, and it's got that 2D pixel art and it's got the Metroidvania thing going on, but it's like super dark and just brutal and awesome. Right up my alley. And, of course, with this trailer hitting, and then, of course, them talking about the new things they're going to have, the new systems coming into place, fixing this and that from Blasphemous 1, blah, 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 blah. I went, this is where I should play. This is what I do. I hop in on the second one and tell Shay I was totally on board and listen to what he said, even though I never did play the original like he told me to. But maybe Blasphemous 2 is the way to go. Definitely caught my eye here at this uh, trailer, with the trailer they presented over here at the Nintendo Indie World. So I'd recommend you check it out as well.
0: Again, I'm not listening to the thing Eric's saying because I'm watching the trailer for Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon Puzzlers Pack DLC. This is the game we've talked about on the show before in the releases. I mean, man, you know that that Shovel Knight with a puzzle game—it looks incredible. It looks great, and you—you you and I both even said, "Hey, maybe this is where we actually get into Shovel Knight and actually play it and do it." And uh, neither one of us did that. But as I'm watching this trailer again, this is just like the other trailer that i just talked about where it's the most beautiful 2d i've ever seen in a completely different way in that pixelarty kind of way i can't hear it and listen to what they're talking about but look looking at those screens just full of things and blowing them up and puzzling them away and digging down through them and getting the stuff to go in the shop and buy a bunch of hats and buy this ice cream thing that i don't even know what's going on with it it looks incredible it looks fun it looks frenetic it looks beautiful I was going to say, I can't wait for this DLC, but I can't wait to actually play the actual game and then get the DLC on top of it too. It's just a nice, again, you know, I've talked about it in the last few weeks, a nice reminder that this game exists and I never did play it, so I am going to have to play it now because it looks awesome and
1: incredible. And of course, the last one for me that really kind of got me going and was like, well, I want to look at this. I want to pay more attention. And it's one I think we talked about earlier in the year, Matt, I don't remember for sure. was Animal Well. Okay. And it's just a, like an old school, looks like a almost like a Nintendo game, really, not even a Super Nintendo game, but it's you know the pixelated old school graphics, and you're this tiny little ball, uh, and I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you're this tiny little ball thing going through this gigantic labyrinth, and while you're hopping and doing your little platforming throughout it, uh, you're encountering creatures, monsters, other other entities that help and or hinder you. I haven't seen enough on this, and this trailer doesn't give you enough either, but it looks just interesting enough to make me want to actually check it out, because it's dark, it's weird, it's strange, and it gives you that kind of like just really creepy vibe of just exploring this unknown world, and it's literally a labyrinth, so it's unknown labyrinth, and just finding goodness knows what. Along the way, and never knowing what to trust, what not to trust, what's good or bad, or what the hell's even happening. I don't know why it catches my intimidation. I think it has to do with, it's a weird game back in Nintendo called Quantum Fighter. And it has nothing to do with this game. But the graphics from this game are similar to that game. And I used to love Kwabuki Quabuki or whatever it was called, Quantum Fighter. So maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. It's caught my eye, and Animal Well is definitely one I want to pay a little bit more attention to, so intend to do so.
0: I was going to skip over this one because I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about Crime O'Clock, but uh, now that you're talking about it, I watched it, and this looks incredible. This reminds me of, like, it's not remotely close but that it reminds me of narita boy because when you play that it looked like you were playing on a glowing crt monitor Mm -hmm. and that's what this looks like it's got the scan lines it's got it's got that weird glow and like you said there's something unnerving about it like it all looks kind of legit and cool but then you see the way the vines animate and like creepily cling to you and move and then there's that spot in the trailer you know there's jumping around and they're doing stuff and then there's that like little like blue ghost thing. And then your little ball dude does something and then sh- starts going haywire. Like it's going absolutely nuts. And then that's when the trailer starts getting weird and you start seeing the big frog thing and the uh-huh. strange thing with the light this looks incredible. I am gonna have to put this on my wish list if things actually come up on wish lists like they're supposed to.
1: Like they're supposed to,
0: <laughs> like they're supposed to let me wish list them because this looks incredible. I love all the neon colors with it and the, like the like you said the dark, spooky, weird, strange atmosphere of it. This looks like one of those games I would play just for the graphical style alone. And kind of in a similar vein is Crime Clock. And again, I got like 15 seconds of watching this beforehand, but this is. It looks like you're looking at an M.C. Escher painting all black and white, or like a like a where's Waldo, that's all black and white because it's a big giant city, big giant town, big giant whatever it is. And then you're solving crimes in that area, but then also traveling through time in these different regions to solve crimes there. And then the narrators even say that, whoa, if I solve a crime in the past, will that affect things in the future? And the other one goes, ha ha, it sure will, idiot. That sounds awesome. And just like I said, just the graphical style of this. this. That pure black and white with little hints of color, like little pow attacks of color, kind of like Sin City back in the day. Nothing else is going to look like this, so I can't wait to play this, and then you got time travel and crime-solving type of elements on top of it, too. Sounds awesome, looks awesome. I'm going to put it on my wish list if there's actually a wish list I can put it on.
1: Mm-mm. And of course, last but not least for myself... You said the last one was last hey, but not th- least. Th- but what are you quick- talking these about? These are just two quickies, all right? It's Shadows Over Loathing looked pretty cool, and Tesla Grad 2 also looked pretty neat. I didn't get enough on it to where I can get a gist of if it's something I want to play or not. However, they both just shadow dropped today. So if you're looking for a new indie game to play and you want one now and you want to be in the new hotness, both Tesla Grad 2 and Shadows Over Loathing both got shown today and are releasing today. So I recommend you definitely get on there and at least check those two out for sure, whereas you got time with the others. But these are hitting the ground right now as you're listening to this, so check it out.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out. I've heard good stuff about Tesla Grad in the past. It's one of those, if my memory serves me right, it's one of those Metroidvania-style games that I feel like when it came out, there were like five of them that all came out. And I went, I want to try all these, and instead I tried none. So I want to get into that one. And then Shadows Over Loathing, there's another game, I think it was called Kingdom of Loathing, from way back in the day on Steam. It was on my wish list for the longest time, because this weird stick-figure, black-and-white art, humorous game. And this looks like more of that. And crazier things, I'm just watching it right now, even crazier stuff is happening in this one. So the other one's been on my list, so this one is now on my list also. Man, just a, a bounty of indie games, all kinds of good stuff. And I know there's stuff that I'm missing too, because oh, yeah. especially me, and I know there's stuff Eric's missing because he'll go, I'm not going to play that game, even though it looks super cool and interesting. So tell us. What kind of stuff in here are we missing? What kind of stuff are you excited about? Let us know that via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under ThirdShift. Hit us up in the Discord. Join us on the Patreon. Hit me up on Twitch.tv slash ThirdShiftMe.
1: Woo! Do it! You should do exactly as Matt just said. Go over to Facebook, too. I think you can rate us on Facebook. I can swear there's a way to rate us on Facebook. I'm Yeah, I didn't know this either, but I was over there dinking around the other day, and it said you have zero ratings. So you know what? There must be a way to do something on Facebook that rates us. So if you guys are smarter than me, which I'm sure you are, go over to Facebook and figure that out and get us ratings on Facebook as well. And, of course, you can go over to Patreon where we have a tip jar set up. You want to donate? You said, oh, man, I really like showing to help those guys out this time around. Boom. You can throw in a buck, two bucks, three bucks, a million bucks, any kind of bucks helps us out, and if you throw in a certain amount of bucks, it gets you some extra shows, some extra feeds, some things to do and see. It helps us out. We literally get to buy more equipment, things like that, keep the show running. It's all very glorious and all very helpful, and we've always appreciated it and still do to this day. But if you can't donate the cash, you can go give us the five-star iTunes ratings. You can go over to Twitch. You can give us your Amazon Prime. You can give us mailbag questions, ideas, suggestions. You can go to Discord. Come have some chats with us. Come have some talks with us. We're over there chit-chatting all the time. It's a good time for everybody involved.
0: Hold up, motherfucker. How did you not tell me about Bomb Rush Cyberfunk? It looks I like know, Jet Set Radio. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's like the last 15 seconds <laughs> yes, of the stupid is. Indie World thing. It looks incredible. It looks like Jet Set Radio Future yes. actually brought into the future. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really excites me about it is that one like two-second thing where it goes fully 2D and like they're skating up this hill or something anytime you take something that i know that i love and then you to put like a spin on it Oh, my God, it looks... Oh, I just watched it five times as you were doing your part, and my that's when my eyes got big and my jaw fell open. thats I saw it for the first time. Jeez, oh, Pete, I can't wait for that. I'm so flummoxed and flustered, I don't even know what part of the outro I'm on. I'm just going to say, hey, check out the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around. I don't even have it ready. On or around. <laughs> The 26th to 27th of April, you can find that episode on iTunes, and Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it.
1: Indeed, we do appreciate everybody out there listening to this old show. And if you uh, appreciate us, consider our old little five star rating. Come on now, I tell you what, just get on over there, push them buttons, one, two, three, four, five, five stars for us. It help us out so much. Much. thank you and i'm just suddenly remembering we could have done a
0: whole bit of the, on the show about this there was rumors of a new jet set radio in action because there was that one
1: leaked image so there's this there's possibly oh, another no, one no, just save it because there's a persona 3 is coming whole full remake man i didn't even talk i about know it. Okay. yes ah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh but it, it just blows my mind anybody who out there who doesn't know i love jet set radio i play jet set radio future like non-stop on my xbox back in the day like all the time so i'm super hyped for this stuff but if you're super hyped for that stuff let us know and until that time whether that's it's real or not or you give us feedback or not there's nothing else to say but
1: so... Don't forget to say it. shut up and sit, and sit
0: down